I had to do that. I've eaten a lot of cheese recently. So we love it. Hi. Hey. Okay. Um, fingers crossed. My Wi-Fi holds up for this episode, but I'm going to put a disclaimer apology in advance um, that I'm in a hotel room and that it might not hold up. Simon. Um, hi, Kiva. Why are you in a hotel room? <gasps> why am I in a hotel room? Well, Kiva McGee, um, as part of a surprise twist of this season of Gator's Ed, um, I have done a U and ran off to London um, <clears throat> for work. Um, so yeah, I am here. I am here to help with a work thing. Um, I'm currently quarantining in a hotel room in London um, for like an isolation work sort of to join a bubble thing. Um, and yeah. Um, can't reveal much more at the minute, but keep your eyes peeled for more yeah. information. Um, it's it's not it's not that super exciting. It just all happened very quick. Where um, work kind of asked um, if like I could help with this production, and I was like, yeah. And they were like, cool. Your flight is in a couple of hours. It was very low. Yeah. Um, but it was also it was very quick. exciting. It made me feel a bit like a main character. So I enjoyed. <laughs> Love that for you. <laughs> Yeah, Simon's um, in his flexier and I. We take turns. Yeah, yeah, literally, that's it. We just, like, yin and yang, you know? Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, Needy and Jennifer, is that it? <laughs> yeah, which one am I? I, I, I want to be Jennifer. Oh my gosh, well, I want to be Needy. So oh, okay, that's fine. I feel like I was um, her in, in, in many ways. I still am, but definitely in high school. But I want to be Jennifer, so I'm going to pretend that that's well, no not to get ahead of ourselves but we'll talk about that because that's an interesting thing we're gonna we're gonna put a little pin on that a little teaser for after the news um yeah. and we'll get back to it because there's something very interesting in what you said yeah so we are gay to z um i'm kiva and that's simon hi this is episode j where we'll be talking about yeah. jennifer's body body yaddy yaddy is it that I was going to be like, Kiva, it's episode G? As I was like, no, oh, no that's not what oh, that's baby. not. No. Um, we also were, we did say last week that we were going to be joined by a special guest. Um, and unfortunately, we've been absolutely let down. And this person is now banned from coming on the podcast. <laughs> this person is not banned from being on the podcast. It is in, I would want to entirely take the blame because of my um, erratic actions is largely the reason that um, our scheduling has been all over the place. Oh, no, um, yeah, it just didn't work out with timings and stuff, but um, yeah, we'll get them back um, on again. The big secret guest. Just family this week. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Which is also I fine. Even ha- yeah. We haven't had an intimate moment for a while, you know? I know. That sounded a bit sexy, <laughs> didn't it? So, um, we do the news? Mm-hmm. 
So guys, now this kind of is low-key old news now, but we did just want to mention um, the Met Gala. Yeah, it did happen. Because that happened, and we, if you guys saw, we put like a little um, story up of various outfits and did a little poll and got people's opinions. So I feel like we could just like go through some like interesting choices that people made. What do you think? Yeah. By that. There was the, I don't know if you want to, but I sent you a load of like the queer um like representation on the runway. Oh my on god, Instagram, yes. If you want to you... talk about some of that. On my Instagram just there now, you sent me or before? No, I sent it to you a couple like around the time of the Met Gala. Oh yeah, I feel like you did. Let me just where was that in Gibson? Can I say though very quickly mm-hmm. on this topic? Um, I hated the theme. It was <laughs> like yeah, so much. I I feel like um, it just was it just was like the whole thing d- didn't feel very cohesive like at all. It was just very a very broad theme and like and all, there's always like people who just don't follow the theme at the Met Gala anyway like certain celebrities mm-hmm. but this one was just kind of like it just felt like there yeah, wasn't a theme <laughs> everybody kind of did something um, different and then like some people like just literally wore like just like regular like dresses or whatever but it, by like a european designer so it's like you literally have not tried at all there like if you yeah, if you had like a boring dress but at least it was an american designer it's like okay well i guess that kind of fits the theme at least yeah. but no no, I didn't enjoy it. Um yeah. I like I enjoyed some of the looks, but I just was like there is this is just an excuse to wear whatever you want. Mm. It's like not not to reference the, the show we never talk about. Um <laughs> but you know, whenever they would be like, Wear your best drag this week and it's like, Okay, just wear whatever the fuck you want, we don't care about the rum. Yeah. <laughs> it was very it was very that. It was very that, yeah, but then some people's best drag was like Really? That's the best you can do? For the Met Gala, um, yeah, yeah actually, well. yeah. So I have this little <clears throat> thing you sent me of different little queer moments at the Met Gala. I I actually saw another thing um, about like the, there was just like a lot of trans representation on the runway, which was nice. Or not the runway, but the yeah. red carpet. That's the red the carpet. Word. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so Nikki Tutorials was there. I love her. It's just Nikki Tutorials. Like, I honestly don't know her surname. But that's just how I know her. Um, she did, like, she kind of referenced Marsha P. Johnson with her dress. So she had, like, a yeah. flower crown kind of moment, and the dress had, like, flowers on it. And then she had Pay It No Mind I also embroidered think I on it as well. That, like, she, she visited, like, somewhere. I, like, I'm not sure if it was, like, uh, Marsha's grave or something, but I just remember she. I saw a post on her like Instagram being like, mm. uh, like wanting to pay tribute to this, and she like actually went and like sort of to yeah, it was like the kind of oh. river or whatever. I yeah, I just um, find it. Yeah, it's yeah. beside the river. And put some where she for her, was lost. That was really nice too. Um, Nikki looks good. She looks yeah, good. she looked cute. She looked pretty. Um, um then next one is yeah, the then... show that we find. Um, you've got uh, Elliot Page, um, more trans representation as well as you said. 
people always complain about like men coming to the Met Gala or any like red carpet event always like in the same boring like just like black suit white shirt blah 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 which is true Mm -hmm. but and so people kind of then like Elliot Page came in a suit Mm -hmm. and people were like ugh like you know the same thing they're kind of like just because he's trans like doesn't mean that he gets like that he gets off from that kind of criticism or whatever like it's so boring blah 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 um but see i just feel like when he Stop. has like lived most of his life not out kind of thing and hasn't ha- hasn't like gotten to have that moment of like wearing a suit yeah. on on the red carpet and blah 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 like i just think he looked so happy and like that was probably really like um what like gender euphoric for him as well. Do you know what I mean? So I kinda was like, Oh no, like leave Wee Elliot alone. That was my no, humble definitely. opinion. I saw people tweeting about that as well. Sorry, I cut out so if at any point I repeat you, I'm so sorry. Um It's okay, I'll 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 cut it out. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I definitely felt the same way where mm. it was um like he just seemed really happy, and of course yeah. he had to do loads of red carpets before. But this is one of the first ones he's got to do as himself. Yeah, um, and also, and yeah, like, sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, yeah, I was just gonna say I actually saw people tweeting about that, being mm. like, just let Elliot have this moment because it's so yeah. important, and I fully agree with that. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Oscar Wilde reference in there too, which I'm like, yes, hey, yeah, something which is cute. Yeah, so we had a little like green um, flower on the kind of breast pocket or whatever, which was a reference to Oscar Wilde. Because he used to wear like a little green carnation on his lapel mm-hmm. or whatever as well. Um, but yeah, also just like with Elliot Page, like I feel like people kind of um, maybe don't take into account as well. That, like if someone like comes out as trans like later in their life, they haven't had all that time to like um, like develop their style in yeah, like exactly. the gender that they that they or like the the type of clothes that they want to wear if you know what I mean so it's kind of like yeah I don't know I just feel like give him a wee break maybe personally yeah but yeah. um yeah and then the other one that you that was in this little thing you sat <clears throat> was Dan Levy is that how you say his name or Levi I believe so from um Shit's Creek uh, is that what he's in Shit's Creek thank you yeah I didn't I was gonna say which I haven't watched and I was like <laughs> I've watched a little bit of Shit's Creek. Um, yeah. Matt was not that big a fan of it because um, we were watching it together. Oh, and right. He was like, oh, you can, you can just watch the rest of it by yourself if you want. And I'm really bad at watching TV series. So I just Same. haven't watched any more. Oh, I keep hearing good things about it, though. Or like, I feel like people recommend it to me, but I haven't watched it. It was like, it was decent. Like, it wasn't like, I think people say it gets way better as it goes along. And I think mm. we just didn't maybe give we give it a series, but I think we just needed to give it like more time to like fully like see all this like big character development that people talk about but anyway that's not what fair, we're talking about we're fair. talking about Dan Levy's um look on yeah. at the Met Gala Which, um, by David Wojnarowicz um why yes did even, why did I even try to say it who yeah so um who is an artist and AIDS activist yeah um so it was like his kind of artwork incorporated into mm-hmm. the outfit or like referencing his artwork um which yeah. obviously is really special and, you know, I assume that's an American guy. 
I mean, yeah, I, I would I, like I don't, to think. Yeah, let let me very quickly Google him because it says he passed away as well, but he was part of a thing called ACT UP. Oh yeah, that's um, that's American. Is it? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's like yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, obviously he's an that's American like, painter. Yeah, obviously that's kind of he like passed away from AIDS as well. I think, or maybe not from AIDS. Don't mm. quote me on that. Sorry, he did pass away from okay. AIDS, but yeah. <laughs> Um, Do quote me on that. <laughs> Obviously, that that's like relevant to the theme, like, and that's making yeah, a kind of you know political statement and stuff. Now, do mm-hmm. I think it's pretty? No, I think it's quite ugly. I'm not gonna but lie. He's talked to the theme at least, so you gotta give him that. I just, I just kind of wanted to agree that I really hate this like new trend of like fluffy like sort of like outlining this the outlining an outfit with like sort of this weird like puffy thing on the um, shoulders yeah yeah it that's really not it for me i like the rest of it i just don't like the puffy thing yeah to be um, honest actually if it, if he got rid of the shoulder things maybe it would actually be okay yeah though that still being said, a lot, he is but... drama which i which yeah. i'm like that is so much better than half the shit that went down yeah no um, like an effort was made which is honestly, yeah, more than we can say about it. Very quickly mention as one last person that um, Megan Fox, who's in our movie tonight, well, mm-hmm. um, was, that, was that the Met Gala as well? Yeah. She's actually, if you go into this, to the last thing in this slideshow, she's there. I thought she looked very nice. Yeah, because she's bisexual, I think, is she? So she yeah. was featured in this she little is. slide thingy as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, she looked good. Um, that's what she's wearing to the premiere of this episode. <laughs> Yeah, um, Lil Nas um, obviously also looked amazing. Also giving drama with all those reveals. Yeah, as well. I love, love that. that. Um, who was the person who brought the baby? Was that that was Frank Ocean, my love. Nice. Yeah, I I like the baby moment. I like the drama of that, the intrigue. It was fun. A boring like, a boring outfit on Frank, but yeah, but the, the baby I like the little serving. Shrek baby. <laughs> that was cute. The baby served for Frank. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Do we want to just go through like any of the little poll thingies of how people voted, or will we move on? Do you think? I mean, if I feel like if you want to go through any of it, if not, you can just promo it. It's like because it's it's a pet. It's like a little thing on our Insta, right? Yeah, I put I put it as a little highlight. Oh, do you like the little thingies I did for our highlights as well? Yes, I I wanted to say that to you that I thought honestly, like what that's why I messaged you to be like the Insta looks so good because I was just like flicking through it the other day and I was like fuck, keep it marketing on point, like social Thanks. media manager who. <laughs> um. Okay. Second point of the news. <laughs> Sorry. What? This Lauren in the group. <laughs> what? Or oh, like the Sims group death. chat, yeah, because Aoife was like, why is UK Drag Race starting tomorrow? And I was like, I know what the fuck, still, uh, genuinely still not over the last one yet. And Lauren just goes, see, before you tell me that, my life was actually better. <laughs> <laughs> There's your gay news from Lauren Wedgeforth. Unfortunately, yeah. there is another episode of Drag, third season of Drag Race coming out. I've not got my type for the third season at the minute. I just, no, I feel like, like the, it's just that they've done it too soon. Like, if, it, if they waited yeah. till next summer, it would have been like, oh my god, yeah, so excited for the new season. But it's just kind of like, oh my god, what? Like, already? Yeah, it, feel, it felt a little speedy, and it feels a little unfair on our wee Lawrence there to be like, I know, already, yeah, like, genuinely. Um, it does. Yeah, speaking of reality TV shows, though, and new ones 
coming out. Um, my favorite reality TV show starts tonight. Um, yes. Again. So I love Survivor for anyone who's been living under a rock. Um, and its 41st season, whoa, um, it starts tonight. Um, and they have their first ever um, non-binary contestant, which I thought was really cool. So they had basically... There was a big push. I can't remember. I think it was during the pandemic, especially when like Black Lives Matter mm. um, sort of was like being really vocalized again um, in 2020. Um, and some of the Survivor contestants who had been on previously were like, we want more diverse casting on Survivor mm. in general, um, particularly of like people of color. We want like a 50-50 diversity quota where you're at least going to cast half the cast to be people of color. And I think Survivor's done a very good job of it. Um, it's not, they haven't just done what a lot of reality shows are doing, which is meet just like oh we've got we've got nine of them meet the quota yeah yeah it feels like it's a really diverse group of people and that isn't just in terms of like race but also like sexuality um class like all that kind of Mm. stuff um and even including their first non-binary contestant the person who identifies as non-binary wasn't actually openly like non-binary at the time but has since come out saying they use they them pronouns or sorry they she pronouns um, okay, cool. But yeah, I just thought I just thought I like people know that I love reality TV, and I just thought that was a really positive step um, forward in reality TV because non-binary people, in particular, a lot of reality TV shows they try to like gender balance cast, and you don't usually get a lot of um, people who sort of don't necessarily confine to gender in reality mm. TV, and I just thought that was very exciting. Yeah, um, love that, love that for them. That's my that's my passion project. Yes. Um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> I have two unannounced pieces of gay news, which will be very quick, Kiva, if you okay. want to hear them. Um, yep. There are two things you probably know about, um, but just to like bring them into the spectrum. Firstly, um, I feel like we need to mention that Montero came out. Yes. Um, have you listened? I haven't listened to it yet. I want to give it my full undivided attention. Um, but we will, I, we will be revisiting that in depth. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. I was just going to very quickly say that um, this podcast has turned me into a little Nazareth fan. Like, I wasn't really, like, someone who listened to him beforehand, but as soon as it was out, I was like, gotta get on this. Best really? Best little Nazareth. Yeah. Oh, my I God. Feel, like, on the day, like, on the day it came out. Um, oh, my God. Super fun. Had a good time. And I've been listening quite a lot in lockdown, not to spoil too much about the um, episode, guys. <laughs> well, oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, I, I need to give it a listen. But, yeah. And then my final piece, which kind of nicely segues into what our episode is about, um, is that the Queen of Horror herself, um, Elvira, um, has yes. recently just disclosed in her latest memoir um, that she's been in a 19-year, I believe, relationship with a woman. Um, yes. Like, oh my God, I saw this. That's really nice. Um, it's a positive piece of queer news. I don't have any comments to say on it, apart from I'm very happy for her that she's yeah. living her best life. Um, love that yeah love to see it we love the community (laughs) right we love to see more people joining us um or yeah outwardly joining us um yeah yeah, absolute queen absolute possibly bisexual i'm not sure i don't want to put a label on her sexuality um but speaking of women loving women should we talk about what we're going to talk about on this episode of the podcast yeah um play 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 the end of the news music let's get into it yeah Get into um, it. Okay. That's it. Um, so, so we're doing we're doing okay, are we? We're doing okay. 
time wise. Yeah, so I actually have so no my, idea. My audacity is at forty minutes, but twenty of those minutes was us. No, 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 keep it. Listen. No, yeah, no. I'm surprised at how short that is. Oh, because I know that yeah. we were chatting shite for like half an hour. Like tw- 20 minutes. 20-ish of those minutes are me chatting to Tom about Survivor. About Survivor, yeah. Class, oh my god, we're doing so good, you guys. We're trying to be really good at not talking too much. Um, yeah, we, we, we're trying to reverse what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After um, some so we're, um, we're, audience we're feedback. We're trying to get a personal best. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so Jennifer's body sorry. is... Yeah. What we were talking about this week, and so Simon, had you you was this your first time watching it? Yes, mm. I feel like I need to disclaimer that I am a big scaredy cat. Um, oh my god, horror yeah. movies! I just I used to love reading the like plots of horror movies on Wikipedia or on the back of boxes in like HMV, um, <laughs> but I was way too scared to watch them because I really I like I'm a very anxious person when it comes to jump scares specifically. Um, even in theatre, when someone takes out a gun, it's like the most stressful <laughs> fucking experience for me. Um, oh no. Yeah. So, like, this, I was very brave and watched this by yeah. myself as well. Did you um, watch it when you were in London on your own? Yeah. In your wee hotel yeah, or whatever? I um, so I was very brave. I did watch some of the scenes with the sound quite low because I was like, oh, something scary is going to happen. Oh. And did you find it scary? Um, or did you find it okay? You know what? No, I it's it's weird, isn't it? Because it's definitely like it's a black comedy, I guess, like yeah. a horror comedy. It kind of like it plays with both of those, but it definitely I feel plays more on the comedy. So I never mm. was like super scared. There's just a couple of those, you know, there's like quiet dark scenes where like mm. especially in Needy's house, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was like, oh, I feel a bit nervous. Here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because like um, for those of you who have seen it, you'll know kind of obviously what it's like in terms of like horror or scariness or whatever because I was trying to explain to Simon but it was like it's kind of difficult to explain because like I don't I didn't want to like downplay it too much and be mean because then like you might actually find it scary like there are some jumpy bits and there are quite gory bits so I was like mm, yeah it could like for someone who is like very scared easily like it could, it could be like scary bits but it also it was just like yeah it kind of is more like I don't know if satirical is the right word but like it's kind of more comedy based or like yeah it it plays and it, i guess scream does this as well sometimes i've watched screams like the only other horror franchise i've really mm. watched but it it kind of plays on those like um it plays on a lot of horror tropes and does yeah. some, like funny things with those horror tropes as well um, and it's also like kind of more like social commentary i guess on like different like um yeah, feministy things. No, it it definitely. <laughs> I mean, is. Um, see before we get too ahead of ourselves, mm. should we quickly? Do you want to quickly tell us what the basic plot of it is for those who maybe haven't had the the chance to watch it? Apparently, I think it's on Disney Plus, so it's actually quite easy to yeah, watch. Yeah, it is on um, Disney Plus now. So if you guys have that, um, you can watch it. Um, yeah, let me just be... get my laptop charger because my my laptop's down. <laughs> cool, no bother. Okay, hold on. Um, why don't you try and explain it while I'm gone? Oh my gosh, I love this challenge. Um, this is really <laughs> funny because Kiva will have no idea if I successfully um, explained it or not. I talk about anything. Um, basically, Jennifer's body is about um, two best friends, um, two pretty best friends, <laughs> um, called Needy, played by Amanda Seyfield, and Jennifer, played by Megan Fox. 
um, and they go to a concert um, one night for an indie rock band and a fire happens at the concert and burns down the like pub that it's like in um, and Jennifer and Needy escape and so this indie rock band and the indie rock band kind of like tell Jennifer to come with them um, and she's like kind of been flirty with them so she goes with them and Needy's like no what the fuck don't do that um, anyway flash forward a bit um, Jennifer shows up in Needy's house like covered in blood and that's kind of spooky um, and it gets a bit weird and tense for a while um, and Jennifer then lures a boy so into the woods to like eat him <laughs> <laughs> um, oh I'll wait till Kiva puts her headphones in um, so I've just got to the bit in our spooky story where um, Jennifer lures a boy into the woods. Um, so basically she starts doing this to a couple of people, but she lures boys away um, in the secluded places. And then she just like dismembers them and eats them. Mm. Um, and it sort of turns out that um, the band tried to sacrifice Jennifer, um, but thinking that she was a virgin. But because she wasn't a virgin, a demon sort of like has possessed her, which means that like, she needs to feed on people to become strong. And when she becomes strong, she gets all these cool supernatural abilities. Like she doesn't like feel pain as much mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. Um, and she gets super hot. Yeah. And she gets super hot. And when she hasn't eaten, she sort of gets ugly and it plays into that whole trope of feeling like you have to be perfect all the time as a woman in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically a lot of stuff happens. Um, Needy tries to tell her boyfriend about this because she starts to realize that something's wrong with Jennifer um, he's like, I don't know if I believe you. She tries to break up with him to like save him in some way by stopping him going to the prom because Jennifer's going to try and eat everyone at prom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically Jennifer eats him anyway. Um, but Needy manages to kill Jennifer, but she kills her in her bedroom. Um, and then Jennifer's mum comes in. So it looks like Needy was the person killing everyone all along. So she gets sent to a mental institution. Um, but then she breaks out of it and kills the evil band. That's the story of Jennifer's body. We can all go home. But... Great. Thanks, Simon. <laughs> um, that was quite lengthy, but basically um, it's like a body horror um, like play on tropes where the sacrificial woman becomes kind of like, I guess, like the murderer um, in some way. Um, and it's quite, I guess, reclamatory of like the trope of like virgin sacrifice to mm. like taking revenge on those who have wronged you and it, there's probably quite a lot of like rape allegories and stuff which I think can be put on it as well mm. um, if that if that makes sense um, yeah. can I ask before we get into like all the topics and stuff Kiva because you have seen it before were you a fan of it what was your general opinion on it so I actually only watched it for the first time like a couple maybe a couple of years ago, maybe, or something, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember, like, seeing, like, trailers for it back in the day and, like, probably things in, like, SFX or Sci-Fi magazine or whatever. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, like, wanting to watch it, but I probably thought it would be too scary for me because I used to be a scary cat too, but now I'm a, I'm a big horror fan. Um, so you're a bad bitch. I'm a bad bitch, you can't kill me. Um, yeah, and I remember, like, just thinking, like, or at the time, like, when I was younger, it seemed like, oh, my God, this big, like, sexy, scandalous film. Like, 
because it's like the one kissing scene or whatever like that would be in the trailer and then watching mm. it a couple of years ago being like oh this is not as as like scandalous as i was expecting but um yeah yeah no but i i, I enjoy i i am a, i'm a fan nice yeah i think personally yeah um i so this is my first time watching it mm-hmm. um i was initially skeptical because the only interactions i had had with it were probably the same issue where i'd seen the trailer and i was like oh this is clearly a movie all about let's show how sexy megan fox is mm. um and like it was very much i felt marketed towards a lot of probably my straight peers who were like lesbianism's hot oh mm. my god um and all that kind of stuff um and so i was a little skeptical going into it watching it i think that skepticism stuck with me and i was like hmm, i don't know how i feel about this like it's okay um and when it ended i was like it, it was fine like i didn't hate it um i just wasn't super like wowed by it i thought it was like okay and i still wasn't sure like from a narrative point like if it was good or not and then I did loads of reading into it and realized I'm just like probably part of the problem which like <laughs> happened around this movie. Mm. Um, and I want to, I want to explain why. So basically, um, I watched this really good interview where Megan Fox and Diablo Cody, who wrote it, um, who also wrote Juno. So that's a fun little like throwback as well. Mm. Um, but basically, um, Diablo Cody was explaining that she didn't want the movie to be marketed how it was. But the production company were like, we have Megan Fox. Megan Fox is like the hottest person mm. in Hollywood. Um, and all young men want to fuck her, essentially. Um, and like, big problem from the start. Um, and so, like, specifically Diablo Cody talks about how she like, they did test screenings of it, the movie. And they were like, really happy with how the movie was. They were like, it's such a like, cool feminist piece. Mm. And at the test screening, the only people who came to it, because the studio chooses were um like young men like 18 to 24 mm. um and some fans of juno and the test audience hated it and it did really badly um and apparently marketing wise like it like re- reception wise it did quite badly as well mm. um and she was like the problem is is they she emailed the marketing people afterwards and was like okay so i have a really strong opinion that i think this should be marketed towards young women because it's a story about like what it's like to be a girl in high school realistically and sort of like yeah. all these different identities you have to go through. Um, and she was like, oh, so like, what do you think our marketing campaign is? And the marketing guy replied being like, Megan Fox is hot. That's like all he said. Mm. Um, like in the reply email. And she was like, like, what, what the fuck? That's so bad. Um, and so it meant the marketing campaign was largely around a Megan Fox like being like nude and sexy in the thing and if you watch the original trailer like it starts with her swimming naked in the lake um and oh my gosh yeah. on that one that one lesbian kissing scene um mm. and yeah it just very much is like it's focused on the wrong thing because and i think watching it i was like oh this is like like i don't understand like why why they're like in a sexy relationship thing i think it's just for the camera um and to like sort of create some like stir around the movie but actually looking at like the theory behind it and like why they wrote it the way it did i was like that makes so much more sense Mm. i've just been unfortunately like this marketing has also taken effect on me there was actually just to sorry not to go on like the hollywood rant immediately (laughs) but 
um, on the DVD, there is literally in the extra credits bit, um, like a thing which is just called which the words like the extra you know like the like DVD bonus feature. Yeah. The bo- the bonus feature in the DVD is just called Megan Fox is hot, and it's like a three minute video of all the times like Megan's like kind of sexy in the movie. Um, oh with like God. a music track in the background of literally it. Literally a fan like, edit. Yeah, literally, like it's just it's so disappointing because I feel like this movie has so much more potential, um, and instead sort of gets swallowed up. Yeah. Um, in this like weird like oh it was Megan Fox at her sexiest moment. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. A hundred percent. No. 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 But it just reading about it, it made me really angry. <laughs> yeah. No. Like literally. Like, yeah, it's just, and and just like that's just how like Megan Fox was treated in Hollywood in like the two thousands, like in general, like just like completely like discrediting like any talent that she had or like intelligence, blah blah blah. Like, just she just was like this hot person, hot body. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. So, like, then, yeah, the, that, yeah, that really annoys me as well. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because um, Megan talked about this in that interview that I genuinely, like, highly recommend. Anyone who mm. wants to know more about the movie should go watch. Um, and she said that, like, it was really interesting because she, so she, so she said this was her, like, favorite role she's ever played. Mm. Like, it's her favorite movie she's worked on. Um, and she said it's weird because in a way it was kind of therapeutic because it was relevant to like her because it was mm. kind of like she felt like she was leading a bit of a double life because obviously she was like this like big like sexy Hollywood star and she was like yeah in some ways I played into that because I was like if that's who they're going to portray me as I'm going to be the baddest like version of that and be mm. like so cool um, and the movie's a lot about that um, and it's really interested me so like Diablo Cody um, used to work as a like basically it was like she was like I was needy in this movie like I was very much the quiet nerdy girl mm. um and people only started really listening to me once I started to do outrageous things like I became a stripper um and like all these sort of different things and she was like it's weird because needy was like me at the start and Jennifer was like this alter ego like Diablo Cody's not her name her name's like Bella or something it's not Bella but it's like just but like some normal name. Name? yeah yeah and she was like I had to create these alter egos and like it's interesting because alter egos is so important to a the writer b megan and then like because of that the movie as a whole as well yeah um and i think it's like kind of an interesting character study into like megan fox as a whole and can i just say i thought she was really good in it like acting wise yeah no she she is really good she just like got totally like pigeonholed into these like hot girl roles and like and then just completely kind of excommunicated from Hollywood for a long time because of Michael Bay. Like, I don't know if you, if you read into any of that kind of stuff much. Yeah, I know, I know the basics of she spoke up. That, that's the Transformers guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, and she spoke up against essentially the, the sexism in Hollywood and how yeah. especially she was mistreated. I don't know, was there sexual assault allegations in that or was that? Um, I think maybe like just kind of inappropriate, like, yeah. behavior like and also like kind of bullying yeah. and stuff like that on set as well and yeah that she kind of um, yeah spoke up about it and then he just basically was like 
just like badmouthed her and she just kind of got blacklisted from like everyone yeah. for the longest time. Which yeah, is like again why I think awful. the movie kind of interesting because it's like maybe that's why she felt it was some way cathartic because she just gets to like <laughs> kill a bunch of sexist Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's kind of relevant to her isn't it because it's like Megan's character is literally brought out and used as a virgin sacrifice so that a bunch of men can get famous. Yeah. Um, and as an allegory, and apparently, so this is a big thing, is the movie had a really bad response at the time, mm. and it didn't do well, and it was, like, panned, and I think it for the writer, it was like, I just wrote Juno, and Juno did so well, this is, like, my flop moment, and, like, I think she stopped writing for a while and stuff. Mm. Um, and it's really interesting, because the movie got this bad response. A, a lot of people, including myself, were like, eh, that's not something to see, and when I was watching it, I was like, eh. This isn't this isn't cinema, you know. Like, mm. um, that kind of general response, which is so bad. Um, but once the Me Too movement started to pick up, the movie kind of got reclaimed because they were like, if you look at it from a feminist narrative, um, it's actually like a very important and quite strong narrative. Yeah. Um, about a girl who's done wrong, essentially sexually assaulted, and mm. then reclaiming like the things that people saw as bad things for her and. One of the strongest things about Jennifer as a character is no one, none of the boys, like, they're all aware there's a serial killer in this town, but none of the boys are, like, worried whenever they get, like, lured off to places because it's like, oh, well, it's with Jennifer. She's not the killer. Mm. Um, and sort of, like, instead of usually, like, girls who are punished in horror movies for, like, having sex, um, it's, like, reversing that trope and being like, no, that's, like, she's the most powerful yeah, person she, in the Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Yeah, literally. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah, it's in. It, sorry, it's just interesting no, how you, you go. um, like it didn't do well at the time, and then but now I feel like it's got quite a kind of cult following or whatever, or it's like had a bit of a re- resurgence, mm-hmm. um, in like recent years, like on social media and stuff like that as well. Like, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if that's something to do as well with like the well, like obviously there's multiple reasons for it, but the like public perception of Megan Fox kind of went like down, and then everyone was like, "Oh no, we all really mistreated her." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think <laughs> and, like, probably like the Me Too movement did a lot for that as well because people were then going, "Hold on a minute, what about like this person? Like why? Like you know?" And people were then going, "Oh, hold on a minute, she actually was literally trying to speak up about this exact same thing." however many years ago yeah. and was totally like shot down and um so then she kind of came back into public conversation again I feel like mm-hmm. in recent years so yeah yeah no it's it yeah it just it's really interesting in how it sort of plays with all those like feminist tropes and stuff and I mm. think like I at the time was like is this bad for feminism I don't know and then when it was like explained to me like the dummy I am um, <laughs> like, I, I, I read like a couple of articles about it and I watched a review on it and afterwards I was like well Simon you just like missed the entire point of it yeah because um, like the, basically one of the reviewers was like um, Zunini's boyfriend who is called Chip Chip yes yeah yeah who's also who's also played by a guy from Scott Pilgrim which yeah I, like, I know that's where I know him from yeah um that he refers at the end, he's like, Chip is actually the damsel in distress at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, that makes so much sense because Needy's the person who comes and is like, saves him as well. So like, yeah. 
very like feminist like woman narrative but also in a weird way i think there's also readings of it which is like is this slut shamey because jennifer's the one who's like ultimately killed and stuff like that and it's like needy's not but needy has sex as well and it's like mm-hmm. I but know. i mean I needy ends up in a mental hospital and stuff yeah so um it's true um, I also saw some, like someone saying that like they really appreciated Needy as a character because it showed that like it wasn't like just the like prudy sorry it wasn't just the like sexy hot girls who were having sex in like high school mm. like the fact that Needy and like her boyfriend who are like not unattractive but who are like more wallflower type characters yeah um are sort of like getting busy with it it's like that's really <laughs> nice to see um as well yeah. What what did what did you think of um their relationship and them as characters? The two girls, Needy and, and Jennifer. Yeah, because their relationship is so like interesting, interesting and there's yeah. a lot of different strands to it. Um, and I think probably ways you can look at it as well. Mm. Yeah, because it kind of gives that vibe of like. Need like for at the start anyway that needy like really looks up to Jennifer kind of and and kind of lets her walk all over a little bit, um, yeah. like that kind of dynamic or whatever. Um, but then like, but at the same time like Jennifer is quite like there's a lot of like moments of like them being like kind of intimate or whatever like in ways that it's like are there like some feelings or something there underneath that um yeah i don't know i kind of wanted wanted to ask you as like a queer woman because like i think one of my like this one's really bad one of my aversions to the movie was like it doesn't feel marketed to me at all because it's so like the marketing was so like oh it's so sexy and it's like woman on woman and I was like other gay man that's really not my interest mm. um but like so I read about the whole like sexual tension between them mm. um there's like different ways you can read it because is it like a sort of like girl versus girl narrative of like oh like do I fancy this person or do I just want to be this person or like you know like that whole sort of like yeah thing if like is this a sexual thing or is this like a idolizing thing or is yeah. it a mix of both? Um, and then I read that Amanda Seyfield was like kind of uncomfortable with the kissing scene. Um, cause she said basically, Oh, I think I've frozen and I kind of want to hear your reaction to this. So I'm like, wait. Oh, hi. You got cut off just hey. when you were saying about Amanda Seyfried. What's her name? Seyfried or Freak? Amanda Seyfield. I feel like there's an or in there. Let's find out. It might, you actually, you, you might still be right. I might still be wrong, um, though, also. Potentially. Yeah, it's Seyfried. Seyfried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just been calling her Field. <laughs> Sorry, um, you were saying anyway, she was kind of uncomfortable with... Yeah, so she basically wasn't super comfortable with the woman kissing woman scene. I think it was the first time she ever kissed a girl. Um, I mean, also, get over I it. Think, <laughs> I think I think she was just like oh it's different to like kissing a guy and like there's a quote on the Wikipedia um, you can go and read it and make your own conclusions about it but I think she also I'm not sure if both of them did and I will check the Wikipedia in a sec um, but Amanda definitely was like 
it feels a little bit like this is just for promo of the movie. I don't necessarily mm. see like how it ties into the narrative. Um, and she felt a bit like it was just to try and appeal to younger men because that's what the movie, that's what the producers were trying to do ultimately with the movie. Yeah, um, I can get, I can get her feeling like that, but then I do feel like there are like it. Do, it didn't feel like completely out of nowhere to me. Like it felt like there, there was like a bit of a tension between them, like throughout. I, I know, I fully agree. I think, I definitely think there was a sexual tension between them. I had a weird issue when I first watched it, especially of when they start to make out. Mm. <laughs> I was like, God, like that, that, they just had quite a traumatic experience where like Needy's pretty much like confirmed that Jennifer is eating people and then yeah. Jennifer just like pops up in her bed um, and it's like, oh, um, we're going to kiss, we're going to kiss now. Um, and it was like, that feels like, a, I, I would be like, Jennifer, can we talk about the fact you're eating people as opposed <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kissy, kissy. But, but then is that then, just kind of like a, to try and 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 make a point of like, e- even though like Needy has just kind of found out or like confirmed that um, Jennifer is like doing all this like eating people shit, um, that it's like still. What am I trying to say? Two plus two four. I might I um, might be able to help you. With this if this is mm. useful. Um. So just tell me if this isn't what you're trying to say, obviously, as well. Um, oh my gosh, I've just gone blank. <laughs> no, okay, no, 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 I'm back, I'm back. Yeah. Um, so there's, some, isn't, there's something interesting in the narrative, and I think Jennifer said something about this, um, that she, when she's with men, she's never, like, sensual with them. She's very much like, I'm just luring you in, and I'm going to kind of just eat you, to be honest. Um, mm. But with Needy, it's a very sensual kissing scene. Like that close up of the lips is like very mm. like, like it doesn't feel super voyeuristic in a weird way because it feels quite like intimate to like actually watch people's lips like lock like that for a bit. Yeah. Know, like cinematography wise, I was like, that's actually quite a cool shot. Mm. Um, and so like, I think Jennifer then says, I think Needy's like, you're eating people, Jennifer. And Jennifer's like, I'm eating boy. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Which it's I like, thought there's a couple count. of really funny. <laughs> there's a couple of really funny lines, like the bit whenever they're having sex, and obviously Needy and Jennifer have this weird like psychotic bond, and she's like having a freak out because she realizes Jennifer's like killing someone, mm. but she's having sex with her boyfriend, and her boyfriend being like noticing she's freaked out, being like, "Oh my god, am I too big?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, that killed me as well. It's like the wee smirk because he's like, "Wait, am I too big?" It's like. Oh, honey. Very Dream good. on. Um, <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, so you brought up um, the like weird kind of te- tele- telepathic-y kind of thing that the two girls have between them as well, which is an interesting mm-hmm. layer to their relationship as well. Like, yeah, I don't know. Because it's like they just... So, like, whenever you're saying about, like, it was a weird time for them to kiss, um, after, like, Needy, um, finds out that, like, Jennifer is, like, eating all these people and stuff. Are you frozen? Are you just really still? No, I'm frozen, but... But you can hear me? still frozen. Oh, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I was trying to say before that, like, that they... 
are just like very like connected or something so you were saying and then it sort of froze so yeah because my brain glitched so hard that it broke the zoom um <laughs> let me try this one more time needy and jennifer are ju- are so like deeply connected and there's like such a strong bond there between them and potentially a kind of some kind of sexual attention or like are there romantic feelings there who knows or at least like a close friendship or whatever and like so so much so that there's this weird telepathic thing so that's why she oh, fuck oh, I was going well there needy like when she finds out that Jennifer's eating people or whatever like it basically I think it t- it just would take more than that even somehow to break up that friendship yeah does that make sense yeah as in yeah and I feel she's like, like oh my god Jennifer I can't believe this but also they still sit on the bed then and have a big chat about it and like and Jennifer like, and a kiss a wee kiss and Jennifer like confides in her so even as a demon, Jennifer still is like talking to Needy and being like, okay, but like here, here, let me tell you what really happened, blah, blah, blah. And Needy's still willing yeah. to listen to her and stuff. So it's kind of like, to me, I guess that, you know, was just kind of showing like how strong of a relationship they had. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's probably what pushes it slightly in more into romance as well. Because um, mm. it's like, oh, this is more important to her than like any of the other relationships she really has in the movie um yeah except then I, mean, I guess in the end she makes it the decision that actually chip is is more important to her and she goes and saves him yeah, and then she kills I guess, jennifer i guess in some ways or is it more just a moral thing where she's like so like i guess jennifer is eating people and that's bad <laughs> you know yeah or like also she because i guess maybe that like it's also a thing of like okay but it's not really jennifer anymore there's like a bit of Jennifer yeah. in there, but it's also this demon thing. So like, yeah, I guess I better kill her. Also, and maybe something I don't think we've actually said the word yet. Um, Needy is probably I like I don't want to say it because I'm not the person on the podcast who is this sexuality, but I'm like Needy's a bisexual character, right? Like, yeah. So like, it is just a case if she loves both of them, I guess, in some way. Yeah, because I do, yeah, because I do think that, like, she does love Chip and that they have, like, a cute relationship and mm-hmm. there are definitely, like, feelings there, but I do think it's, like, this other, like, long burning thing with her and her and Jennifer, like, that has kind of all maybe always been, like, under the surface a little bit and... and well, didn't they, doesn't Jennifer say at one point, like, oh, we used to play boyfriend and girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely feel like that sexual chemistry is there. I actually really like the scene. I know, like, this is quite random, but I love the scene where, like, they hold hands at the concert. Like, it just, I was like, Yeah, oh. like, there's loads of just, like, like, wee moments like that where it's, like, yeah, it just it seems like there's, or even that is just, like, a nice, like, close friendship moment but it just kind of does feel like there's like a wee bit of something else there like even at the start when it's like just them like looking at each other like jennifer's like being a cheerleader or whatever 
and needy's like mm-hmm. in the um what are they called Captain and the I'm in the bleachers yeah um <laughs> Um, like cheering her on, and then that other girl from their class is like, "Oh, big lesbos, whatever." Yeah, like that. That was one thing, mm-hmm. actually, as well. I it did feel like there was a lot, which was I didn't know how, what the purpose of it was, but there was a lot of homophobia, um, like from the classmates. Mm. They would like say quite a lot of like gay slurs and stuff like that. Um, to the two of them, or just like in general. Yeah, well, mostly to the two of them, I think. Mm. I just remember there being a couple of instances, and I remember reading something that was like, oh, does that, like, diminish the, like, queerness of the movie? Because everyone's, like, so, like, oh, it's, like, stop being stupid. Like, that's gay. (laughs) Um, But there was a couple of off... I thought there was a couple of off-colour jokes, but also it's a movie from 2009. Yeah, see, I feel like... like Humour was more like that then, unfortunately. But also, like... (laughs) people do be homophobic and like people in high school in like 2009 would 100% be getting on like yeah, that. Yeah, well like that, do you know what, watching it I was like fuck, this is like so much more realistic than what school's actually like than book smart. <laughs> yeah, where it's all happy rainbows and sunshine. Um, Although that also is like, you know, 10 plus years later, so you know, or 10, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, to to me that just kind of like the people making like those kind of like homophobic comments and stuff was kind of like as if it's like they're seeing something there that maybe the girls don't necessarily see themselves or don't acknowledge where like, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, like these two are obviously big gays for each other. So mm-hmm. that kind of more just maybe confirmed things a bit more in my eyes yeah that's so true in terms of like yeah you're getting second person like perspective on yeah. how all the all the other characters are like there's something here yeah um, yeah yeah see one last question on mm-hmm. the topic of bisexuality um obviously you said you didn't see this movie until a few years later but one thing i read about it was that for a lot of queer people queer women specifically it was quite a like um moment of clarification i guess is the best like, word um it. sexual awakening moment yeah yeah that was the word thank you hmm. yeah um, oh god i can imagine i can imagine yeah i think if i had watched this at the time definitely because i do remember even just seeing the trailers being like oh my god what was that at whatever age i would have been in 2009 Ooh, i kind of like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah um can I can I tell a very quick funny anecdote about Jennifer's body? Yes. So the only I I had seen some of Jennifer's body before this. Um, oh. And the scene I had, yeah the scene I had seen from it was the like lesbian makeout scene. I think there might be an extended edit where it's like a lot like it goes on a lot longer. Really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's just like I know what I'll be googling after this. Girls kissing. Um, and so the only time I have ever seen Jennifer's body is when a friend of mine in secondary school was like, oh, do you want to see something really hot? Oh, my God. And, like, it's a little, I mean, we must have been, like, 13. Mm. It's like, oh, isn't this so hot? I was like, yeah. And, like, You're like, like yeah. We were, yeah, it was like when we were going through puberty, so it was, like, very much like a, oh, like, God, this is so attractive. And, like, we're girls yeah 
Um, and I really, like I was gay panicking from the start, but I was like, yeah, God, yeah, like I, it's not something that necessarily does it for me, but it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine I said it just like that, like so academically. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that was my one experience, which mm. I think is why I was initially like, oh, this is just a smut movie, which is like so dismissive and sexist. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. No, I definitely used to think that. And then it was like when people were starting to have those kind of conversations around it, like in recent years, I then was like, oh, okay, that's not what I thought this movie was. And then I, I watched mm-hmm. it like after seeing all that kind of stuff. So I, I I do kind of wonder if I had seen watched it years ago, you know, what would I have thought then? And then if I revisited it with a, with a different perspective on it, like, yeah, how what that would be like. Yeah. Well, one thing as well, just which is funny about the anecdote, is that the person who showed me it is not a gay man. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, like, what a special moment. Find it attractive? I don't know. <laughs> no, he's probably just like, oh, this is this is what you're supposed this to is do. What boys like. Yeah. Right? I don't know. It it was funny either way. Um, and then I was talking to my other friend, um, who I talked to Survivor about today and he was like i must admit that um i did watch that that scene a couple of times when i was a 13 year old as well for (laughs) different reasons and i was like yep well i guess the marketing worked on you yeah um yeah kind of mad um but i'm happy for the queer people that this helped discover their sexualities or yeah do you remember like Um, having a sexual awakening we had this conversation on the podcast before Oh god, I don't know if there's like one specific instance that I can really think of. Um, no, hmm. I'm trying to think. Like, I guess I always really fancied Andrew Garfield, but I would say that was like a more of a slow sexual awakening. Mm. Um, for some reason, I used to find the men in Nelly Furtado. <laughs> Wait, no, this <laughs> might not be right. Who sings? Who sings? Is it Gabriella Xeni sings "Sweet About Me"? Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, is that that song that's like, Sweet about me. Yeah, so for some reason, that music video, I was like, oh, this, is, this is a bit raunchy. Oh it's not all she, all she does is have like all these men like randomly tied up around her, but I was like, oh. <laughs> I think it was, wow. it was like a weird reclamation of like, hit her like being like in charge and like, like the man like being more like the sexual object in it I was mm. like whoa oh my god um so yeah I guess like that was a moment but like I, I didn't realize that's what it was at the time I just remember being like this is a really good music video <laughs> yeah no I have loads of those where like in like later on I'm like oh okay yeah that's why I liked watching that so much but mm. I didn't realize at the time but then I also have like when I was slightly older and I watched Black Swan with my friends. I was like, oh, okay. But this was like when I already had been having like suspicions, maybe. And then I feel like I watched that film and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm gay for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big one for me. And it's nice to think this movie did that for some people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, one thing I did find interesting because obviously the like cover art for this is like sexy Megan Fox in like a low cut top with lots of blood running down her. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that that um interview I watched with I was about to say Django Jean, she's <laughs> Queen Janelle. Um, Django no, Diablo yeah, Django Cody Jan- Diablo Cody. Yeah. Thank you. 
um, she said like there's so many shots when they watched it back for the first time that she was like I wish that was the poster I wish that was the poster mm. um, and she said that for a really long time like she actually went to therapy after because of how the movie was received and how it kind of upset her um, but now it, now it makes her really happy that so many young women specifically talk to her about the movie yeah. um, and basically like say positive things and like send her like either things about like how this helped them sexually or even how this helped them as a young woman mm. like in high school because so many of the themes are about like female beauty and there's that really lovely but very sad scene of like Megan who's clearly very like Jennifer's character is clearly quite insecure mm. um and that scene where like she's getting ugly again and she's like plastering makeup on herself yeah um, I'm crying it's, like, so yeah, it's like so sad and like kind of comes out of nowhere in a weird way as well. Um, mm. but I just was like, God, that's so upsetting. And it gets to kind of the heart, I guess, of Jennifer's character is that she does feel a little bit like insecure in herself. Um, and I guess maybe that's why she likes needy as well. And she feels a little bit of like pressure with like the boys and all that kind of stuff. And it just made me like sad, but also be like, well, I kind of I, like weirdly like understand this character so much more now as well. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah. I thought that I thought that was really cool. Um, and Megan Fox is actually saying in the interview as well that people think her demographic is like young men because she's like seen as a sex symbol. But she was like, I actually like my demographic is young women. Like young women are the people who more interact with me, and all most of my followers are like young women. Which I was like, that's really interesting. Mm. But like, maybe she maybe she's claimed by like the the queer women because she's a queer woman oh, herself. Oh, absolutely. So what? what why wouldn't they claim her? That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I th- I would say this movie overall was an experience for me <laughs> of learning, <laughs> and I'm glad that I did all the reading around it. To be honest, which has been helped by this isolation. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts or any parts of the movie you want to touch on particularly? What else was on your wee list? Do you know what we I kind like of we... naturally? We naturally hit all this stuff. I have yeah. one fun fact, if you want to. Yeah, go on. Go for it. We fun fact. I, did, I was going to do research on it, but I ran out of time. Um, so sorry, everyone. I will <laughs> do better in the future. Um, there was a graphic There was a graphic novel made of this, um, which I thought was kind of cool. Before or after the film? So it's like promotional material, so like, I guess, alongside oh, okay. the film. Oh, that's um, cool. And it, goes, it more goes into detail of like the three boys that Jennifer kills and like their stories and if they deserve to die I think mm. it like, allows the like people to make their own mind up because I think one of the things about it is like a feminist narrative is like is it fair that she like kills these three random men but it's yeah. like men have done her wrong so kind of like and I'm very here for the revenge narrative at the end where Needy kills the band. Yeah because um, the band are absolute arseholes but to be fair like Jennifer kills that nice emo boy who didn't necessarily yeah, do anything I liked, wrong i liked the emo boy and, and the foreign exchange like, student yeah. who literally did nothing wrong like didn't even speak to her ever and like that bit is sad so like yeah. you know i don't think that the, they deserve to die but i can't i can't remember did the jock do anything wrong like he, apart from being a, a, a jock yeah no actually we you yeah, know to be fair we don't actually see any of the men like do doing anything shitty i don't think Maybe I just yeah. assumed that the jock was an arsehole because he's a jock. <laughs> but maybe I shouldn't but make that is, assumption. Is, is maybe there a feminist narrative in that in terms of they all see her as like a sexual object. So like 
does that make sense? So like, I mean, maybe mm. not the, maybe not the exchange student. Yeah, but like he's the kind of a random like, one. Yeah, the jock's like, oh, he's like, she's like sexy, and then mm. like the goth guy's like, oh, I really fancy her, and it's like kind of like they still can't detach her from that sexual stigma. Um, I don't know. Like, does he does he put her in a sexual light? Maybe that's just me. Yeah, trying to, trying to justify it. it. <laughs> You're like, really no, like, like, men are like assholes. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought he was nice. Um, and I really, I actually really liked Needy's boyfriend as well. I thought he was nice. Mm-hmm. Although it does kind of annoy um, me that he does kind of get off with Jennifer at the end. Yeah, very that. I was like, I was I, that made me that was disappointing to me because like, ugh, really? Yeah, because it was kind of nice to see like a a pretty steady relationship. Which yeah, is, like, and where he's like the, relatively nice the, between two not conventionally attractive people as well. In, in air quotes, because obviously, like, compared to normal people, they are. Yeah, she's, yeah, a, she's literally, like, beautiful. gorgeous, but it's just, like, she wears glasses. <laughs> Sucks to be I us. Both of us are wearing glasses. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I yeah I don't know. The, the man-killing thing, I feel like, is just, like, bad, because they are innocent people. <laughs> but it's, but maybe, like, maybe, there's different ways to look at it. Maybe when we come back around to Jay next season, we'll do Jennifer's Body, the graphic novel, mm. um, as our Jay episode. Yeah, um, maybe maybe that'll give us more all the men were Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like I don't have anything else that I wanted to I, say. I have one final question for you. Mm-hmm. What grade are you going to give Jennifer's body? Oh my god, yeah, of course. Um, see, now this is hard because I don't want to just give everything the same grade every week and like just go for the safe option. So I'm like, mm. I'm between like a B minus and a C plus. Nice. Interesting. Because I really enjoy it and I think. I personally like think it's a great new film, but then the reason why I'd have it slightly lower is, well, a everything can't just be like top scores. I need to be realistic, yep. but also I guess because like you know like how you're saying like you watched it first and you were like mm, it's okay yeah and it, and then only after like reading all this stuff about like what it's supposed mm-hmm. to say. That you then were like, oh, okay. But so maybe does that mean that the film doesn't necessarily like um, put those messages across very clearly? If you yeah, have to then that- read a bunch of stuff and watch interviews and stuff after to then go, oh, okay, actually, maybe it was good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of get that. I think my precaution with that is how much the marketing might have affected my. Yeah, true. Point going in because I when I finished it, I was like, "This is like a C movie." Like it was like totally fine. I'll never watch it again. And to be honest, I still probably never will watch it again. Mm. <laughs> um, but I do feel like having done a little bit more research into it and like realizing that a narrative that was there that I just maybe didn't see because also I'm not a queer woman or a woman who's gone through high school, so I'm very much like not the actual target demographic. Mm. I'm not, do you know what's funny? I'm not the like 
target demographic in terms of who the producers wanted to watch it, which was horny straight men. Um, and I'm not the target demographic of um, Diablo Cody as well, because she wanted it for young women who were going through high school. Mm. Um, which I is feel why like I probably- there's a demographic for like the campery of it, though. I mean, that is fair, and to be fair, some of the campery, I did get a little confused at points where I was like, is this a horror movie, or is this, like, a piss take? Um, and sometimes, like, it, it, there wasn't enough piss take, and I wish it kind of went more with piss take, mm. um, but some of the really funny lines are good, and weirdly, I quite enjoyed the line where she kills Jennifer, where she, Jennifer's like, my tits, and she's <laughs> like, no, no, your heart. <laughs> and I'm like, it, that kind of encapsulates the characters as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Overall, I think I'm going to give it a B. Plus B. I'm going to give it a B. Yeah, I'm going to give it a B for me, personally. I think it probably deserves higher, but I think I probably won't watch it again, even though I had a good time mm. like researching it after. I've had more fun researching it than I did watching the movie. Yeah, so just a, just a straight B? Yeah. Okay. And I well, was going to give it a B plus, but I'm going to be mean. Well, I'm going to do B minus then. Cool. Final answer. Um, We've definitely watched worse. But now I'm, now I'm questioning mine because I feel like I enjoyed it more than you, so why is my grade lower than yours? I guess we just are remarking it in different ways. Yeah. Basically, it gets a B. The grading stresses me out. It's a, it's we'll, just do, we'll just do a B. We'll just do a B. B average. How many spaghetti Huh? Shout out Lil Tom. It's because Lil Tom. Oh, Lil Tom how many spaghetti or whatever, yeah. The reading system, and it was yeah. spaghetti yeah, had to make it letter associated. <laughs> um, shout out, little Tom. I also Hi. feel bad. I haven't shouted like Callum once this episode, so um, much love. So that I'm not living with you for three weeks. Yeah, I feel like you mentioned Callum earlier when you and Tom were talking about Survivor, um, Survivor. but that was not in the episode. I could keep it in if yeah. I wanted to, except we're trying to make the episodes shorter. I don't know. I won't do that. Yeah, please let us know actually if you want on like our Instagram page or whatever. Send us an email, lol. Um, <laughs> if you're if you're enjoying shorter episodes, because we did try to make this a bit shorter, and fingers crossed, looking at my audacity, it looks like it's like kind of short, shorter. Mm. I think with we'll the pauses of my Zoom cutting out, it will be like around sixty minutes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was Jennifer's body. Anything else to say, Kiva? Um. Nope. Good. That- um. We, we move on into the future where we go to the next letter in the alphabet, which is... K. K. Hey, besties, we are back. Not that we went anywhere mm. and we didn't just... Do you know what? This is like such a retro episode. After I know, back to our old shenanigans. Just the two of us. Um, the wheel's back. Mm. Like, so much going on. Love it. Um, speaking of the wheel, Kiva McGee... Do you want to put up a wee share screen there? Oh yes, um, I will share. Um, we'll spin it. Do you want to hear a funny story about me living in London? My razor ran out midway through shaving. So <gasps> I have like a really, I say a really shitty beard. Like I don't already have a really shitty beard. What do you mean it ran out? Like is it an, an electric thing? Yeah, it's an electric razor. Oh, um, and it died. Do you not have a charger or whatever? No, because I'm very silly and just didn't bring my charger. Oh me. god, lovely. I mean, to be fair, like didn't have a lot of time to. Think about fucking. Exactly. Um. <laughs> okay, guys. So we've got wee wheel here. Let me turn this off as well because it was really loud in my ear. Oh my god, yeah, that'd be so loud. Thank you. 
Okay. He was giving us some jump scares. We're spinning. Oh my god, I'm too tired. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So, what appeared on the wheel was Kill Your Darlings, which is a movie, right? A movie? Yes. About, um... Oh, what's his name now? I can't remember. That we poet. Daniel Radcliffe. Beat, old beat poet from the 60s. Um... Oh, like, oh, I, I just have Alan Turney, Turney, Turing, or whatever in my head. That's not him, obviously. Um, um, oh my god, what's his I'm name? I'm on Wikipedia. I'm looking it up. Um, Alan Ginsberg. Oh my god, yeah, that's it. Yes. So it's about I'm him in, in university or whatever. Um, it's about Tanya Radcliffe. emotional. Uh, potentially, um, yeah. I can't actually, I've, I've seen it before, but I, I can't remember it that well. It's been a while since I watched it. So Lol, love 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 this era of gay to dead where we just talk about pretentious poetry gay. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, and we will hopefully next week be joined by a guest again. Yeah, yeah. As long as our schedule um, can align. It's all to play for, lads. Mm. Um, who knows? You know I'm a Londoner now, so just <laughs> gotta take it as it comes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I'm excited. I definitely remember seeing this on like Tumblr at the time. Mm, probably. Um, people being like, "Oh, cute gays." Um, so it'll be intriguing. Um, but that was a fun episode. I had a good time. I'm yeah. impressed with cute. Jennifer's body in terms of a me surviving a horror episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and b that like it was actually like there was some interesting discussion to be had around it. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And Kiva, and- what's your? Oh, sorry. I no, mean, I you just... were going to say something very profound, and me, the sexist, who didn't, <laughs> who didn't, who didn't even get the point of the feminist movie, um, just spoke over you again. So please Once again. Continue. No, I just thought oh, you were going to say... Me. Huh? Yeah, I think Maybe so. You me. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say that you were impressed with us, our time. That wasn't interesting at all. Anyway. I'm gonna cut that out. Um, <laughs> so Wait, no, you cut out. You cut out a bit for me. What did you say? Oh, I just said that. Um, I thought you were, that. I thought you were gonna say that you were impressed with us keeping it under two hours. Oh no, I'm definitely impressed. With, sorry. Oh my god, that sounded like I made you really insecure about that joke, and it's just kind of weird. <laughs> oh my gosh, relations are falling apart here at Gator's Ed headquarters. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, no, I'm very proud of us for... I mean, this part we've now, like, went on a bit. <laughs> I know, yeah. There's a lot, There's still bits to cut out. Like, the audacity is at two hours. But I yeah. know that there's a lot of that where it was just us chatting shite. And you talking yeah, to Tom about Survivor at the start for, like, half an hour. So it's fine. It's all good, and guys. there, it's not three hours. Yeah. That's also true. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, my... With that being said... With that being said Follow me on Instagram, Keeves, K-E-E-V-E-Z, on Twitter, Keeves underscore. One, one reason you should follow Keeves on Instagram is because her nails look so cool at the minute, and I'm hoping that she posts them. I've been meaning to say it all episode, but they, like, they're quite spooky in some way, because they're like, what, a dark green kind of colour? Yeah, I got them done recently, like, I've never had, like, nail extensions done before. Um, I'm but... loving it. Are mm. you liking it? Like, oh I, yeah, I'm feeling. I'm like feeling the vibe. I kind of want to be like that girl now that gets her nails done all the time. 
But can you can you do the thing which like Dolly Parton does, where she like oh yeah plays her nails? <gasps> oh my gosh! Our ASMR listeners would be so happy. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. My my socials are just Gibbo the Ginger G I B B O T H E G I N G E R. Follow me if you want to see me take lots of photos of myself in my London hotel room. Yes. Yes, and um, we as a pod are a gay to see pod on everything. Yeah, Um, yeah. Send us an email. We're actually, I would say, we're look, we're looking more people to come on. Yeah. Um. So please shoot a three message if there's either something you want us to watch, which doesn't necessarily mean you have to come on or listen or review or just interact with in any way. Um. Or if you're not even sure and you're just like, I'd love to show up at some point. Mm. Just a message and we'll just pop you in with a wee surprise wheel. Yeah, we'll work something out. So we just sh- give us a wee text. Did you just say we'll work something I, out? Yeah, I kind of accidentally made oh a wee fun there. I didn't even mean to. Oh, uh, so quirky. Keep like a that. cut out the thing when you said accidentally and just <laughs> oh. pretend you were like really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, well, it's, it's bedtime. I'm actually in mm-hmm. bed. Yeah, me too. Although I'm actually going to get up and. Have a cup of tea, maybe, and then go back to bed. Ooh. I'm gonna do a cup of tea, you know. Um, mm. And then also go to bed. I have I have shortbread at the minute, but I have a dwindling supply of shortbread. Oh no! Um, are you in a hotel no. or are you in an apartment now? I'm in a hotel. It's like an apart. Sorry, should we sign off the episode and then I'll show you around? Oh right, yeah. Sorry. Thing? Oh, I just thought maybe everybody else would want to hear. No, it's fine. Just for me, you guys. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm in an apartment hotel. It's like a hotel with a stove. Um, but I'll show Keith around it and if you want to see <gasps> room the footage of us walking around it subscribe to our Patreon <laughs> <laughs> um, okay no, bye episode, guys goodbye, goodbye much thanks love. for listening um, watch out for demonic ghosts and ritual sacrifice yeah <laughs> bye I love you at the end you at the end of being like yep I know yep, I'm trying I was trying to think of something funny to add up but I just wasn't quick enough so Okay. Yeah,